Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Deep True Crime. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. We're going to share with you the complete story around Vicki White and Casey Cole White. And so I'm going to be diving deep. We're going to travel back in time to 2015 where his crime spree began. And we're going to give you the complete update until this very moment. My friends, if that sounds like if that sounds like the type of stuff you like to follow, just go ahead and click on that subscribe button, hit that like button as well, and that notification. My friends, when you do that, more people see this video. So, what do we know about Casey Cole White? What has led this capital murder suspect to the, to his escape from Alabama jail. What happened? Well, truth is, this story begins almost two decades ago after a wild two-state crime spree that began on a Tuesday night that involved a kidnapping, an armed robbery, and a shooting that left a family dog dead. On December 1st, 2015, Casey White, then 32 years old, he shows up at his ex-girlfriend's home in Athens, Alabama, armed with a gun in each hand. He has a 380 caliber handgun in one, and he has a 40 caliber handgun in the other. And he goes there after finding out that she may have a new bow that wasn't him. Now, Casey, he previously did time for a bunch of domestic violence incidents, and he burst into the home where she lived with her two children, and he holds two other residents at gunpoint as the woman flees out the back door. The ex-girlfriend runs to the neighbor's house, but Casey White, he chases her down, firing at her a number of times while two other residents escape out a bathroom window. Now, the ex-girlfriend's children, they were in the basement at the time of the altercation, and they were not harmed in any way. Thank the Lord. As Casey runs from this location, he's worried the other residents in the home are armed, so he fires his gun multiple times as he runs out the door, shooting and killing the family dog, Missy Britches, in the process. On December 1st, that same day at 11.30 p.m., this is an hour and 15 minutes later, he heads to the 19,000 block of Looney Road, and this is about two miles from where his ex-girlfriend lives, and he goes to a man's door to rob him at gunpoint. When the man says he has no money, Casey grabs his keys and takes off in his Ford Explorer. About 30 minutes later, the clock strikes 12 at this on December 2nd, 2015. He drives about 20 miles north to the Tennessee Welcome Center on I-65 and tr attempts to hijack a truck driver. The man tells police that Casey had two handguns, jumped into the cab of his 18-wheeler and snarled you're going to drive me. The trucker refuses and barricades himself in his sleeper compartment. Shortly after, Casey jumps out of the 18-wheeler, runs across the parking lot, and approaches a Kentucky woman 
who was parked at the Welcome Center. When she refuses to open her car door, Casey fires at her vehicle multiple times, striking her once in the left arm. She does survive. Shortly after that, he drives another 20 miles north on I-65 to a pilot travel center in Cornersville, Tennessee, where he hijacks a white 2012 Lincoln MKZ at gunpoint. And so the Ford Explorer that he was in, that he had already stolen on Looney Road, was found ditched at the gas station. Somewhere between 12.30 and 1 a.m. that morning, Casey makes off with the stolen 2012 Lincoln MKZ, and he speeds 30 or so miles towards Alabama where he is spotted by a Limestone County deputy headed south on I-65 doing more than 100 miles per hour. Right then, a high-speed car chase ensues. Approximately 1 a.m., deputies chase Casey back to Athens where he gets off on US-31 and drives into a ditch across the street from the Swan Creek Mobile Home Park. As officers surround the car, Casey gets out of the vehicle and puts a gun to his head, threatening to shoot himself and the officers unless he could speak with Limestone County Sheriff Mike Blakely. And you can see video of the incident. It shows Deputy Casey Foxworthy offering the suspect chewing tobacco and a sundrop soda as he promised that the sheriff was on his way. Put the gun down, bro. Just put the gun down. The sheriff will be here in a minute, okay? You want a dip? You want a dip? I got a dip. You just want a cigarette? You want a sun drop? The sheriff will be here in just a minute. Hey, look, don't, why? Why, Casey? The sheriff's coming. The sheriff's coming, Casey. Well, look, look, just calm down for me. Well, look, look, just calm down for me, brother. The sheriff will be here in just a minute, okay? All right? Hey, it looks like it. Look, calm down for me, brother. Calm down, all right? Casey, the sheriff will be here in just a minute. Can you put the gun down? Casey, put the gun down. Casey. Casey, talk to me, brother. Who is that? This is Deputy Foxworthy. We met a long time ago. Don't you remember? Justin Flanagan, anybody here? Not yet. You know me. You've met me several times, brother. Look, just put the gun down and not, it's no needing all this. The sheriff, I'm listening, I'm here, I want to talk to you. Okay, well just listen. Okay, okay. I'll back up, you want me to back up a little bit? I just want to talk to you, I can't hear too good, I just want to talk to you. Blakely eventually arrives on scene and convinces Casey to peacefully surrender, ending the crime spree. He later tells officers that he had intended to kill his ex-girlfriend and have police kill him. He says his only regret was that neither took place and if he is released, he will kill 
his ex. And in the early morning hours of December 2nd, 2015, Casey is booked at the Limestone County Jail where he stays until his trial for the crime spree. And he was facing a slew of charges, including attempted murder, kidnapping, burglary, and animal cruelty. March 8th, 2016, Casey is finally indicted for the crime spree. His trial would take another three years to begin. February 4th, 2019, Casey's trial starts in Limestone County. Four days later, it did not take the jury long to find Casey guilty of the charges that he was faced with. April 16, 2019, Casey is brought to the Williamson E. Donaldson Correctional Facility in Bessemer, about two hours south of Limestone County. April 29, 2019, Casey is sentenced to 75 years in prison for the crime spree. His ex-girlfriend wrote a heart-wrenching victim impact statement saying, his attempt to murder her broke me to the core and ripped my spirit from within. She said, that one night stopped my soul and changed my life forever. He took away all peace I had ever known. She said, my four-year-old son woke up to a blood-covered floor with someone he didn't know carrying him outside. He has dealt with nightmares since that night. He was so young at that time, but still recalls details of the red stuff. My children will never have a normal mom. They will never have a normal life because of that one night. The woman also mentions the family dog, Missy Bridges, and describes how much her daughter loved her. Missy was a brave and kind soul and we miss her dearly. On May 30th, 2019, about a month and a half after Casey was brought to the Donaldson prison, he files an appeal to overturn his conviction and asks for a new trial. He is just a few years into his 75 year sentence and will be over 100 years old by the time he is released. See, this guy has nothing to lose. June 11th, 2019, his appeal is rejected. Decades of hard time at a maximum security prison stare the then 35-year-old in the face. He now knows he is there for the rest of his life. June 2020, about one year after Casey's appeal is rejected, he writes a letter to Lieutenant Brad Potts of the Lauderdale County Sheriff's Office allegedly confessing to the murder of Connie Ridgway, who died at the age of 58. Rest in peace, Connie. She was stabbed to death in her home on October 23rd of 2015, following a home invasion. Connie Ridgway, she was killed about a month and a half before Casey's crime spree. Lieutenant Potts, one of the lead investigators in the case, claims that Casey said he was paid to murder Ridgway and then provided information about the crime that had never before been made public. Now, Casey's mother, Connie White, she was claiming that Casey didn't kill Ridgeway. He just wanted to get back to Lauderdale County lockup. To this day in 2022, his mom still believes that she was, he, he did not kill that lady. That's what she said. You know, in her words, 
and she's quoted saying this today in today's day not in 2020 but she said he wrote a letter to say that he murdered that woman but he didn't really murder her he just done that to get back up here he just wanted to be out of that prison because it was so bad and there was no food that's what she told the post and she also said here very recent that she doesn't know who vicky is but did say that casey had a pen pal that he'd been keeping in touch with now august 3rd of 2020 casey is transferred to the lauderdale county jail so police could interrogate him about the letter he wrote and attempt to corroborate his statement for nearly five years ridgeway's murder had remained unsolved casey later confesses to the murder again to an investigator and so casey he stays at the lauderdale county jail for about three months where investigators believe he first met vicky who worked at the facility and developed a special relationship with her vicky's primary duty at the facility is to transport inmates she was authorized licensed certified to carry a weapon to carry a gun on october 2nd of 2020 casey is arraigned on murder charges for ridgeway's death november 4th of 2020 casey is transported back to the donaldson prison after jailhouse staffers learn he'd allegedly obtained a shank and was planning an escape. And so they were able to stop this plot that he was planning. A judge orders his immediate removal from the Lauderdale facility. While Casey is at the Donaldson lockup, he keeps in touch with Vicky by phone and the two communicate numerous times. March 25th, 2021, Casey returns to the Lauderdale county jail so he can undergo a mental health evaluation which is ordered by his defense team he ends up staying about four months after he had to undergo quarantine for COVID-19 August 3rd 2021 Casey goes back to the Donaldson prison his communications with Vicky continue January 11th 2022 now Casey's murder trial is scheduled to begin on April 18th of 2022 on february 24th of 2022 casey returns to the lauderdale county jail following a legal battle between his defense team and prosecutor casey's attorney needs to review discovery files with him but brass at the donaldson facility forbid them from entering with the hard drive his team asked for him to be brought back to the lauderdale county so they can review the file a judge grants the request and orders Casey to return to Lauderdale County. April 18th, Vicki White sells her Lexington home for $95,000. Sometime prior to Casey's escape, she purchases a 2007 Copper Ford Edge. On April 20th of 2022, Casey's trial is postponed to June 13th of 2022. April 28th of 2022, Vicki files her retirement paperwork with Lauderdale County and said her last day of work will be the following day after nearly 17 years with the department. That same day, sometime in the evening, a citizen spots a suspicious looking car at the Florence Square Shopping Center parked within a row of vehicles for sale. He finds it odd that the car doesn't have any signs 
advertising its price and later reports it to police after learning of the escape. Investigators soon determined this was the car Vicky purchased sometime prior to the escape. April 29, 2022, 9.29 a.m. You can see the video right here. April 29, 2022, 9.29 a.m. As you can see in this video right here, Vicky pulls her sheriff's cruiser into the Lauderdale County Jail, Sally Port, and heads inside to get Casey. She had told co-workers that he had a mental health evaluation scheduled at the courthouse, but no such appointment was ever made. Casey, wearing an orange jumpsuit with shackles on his feet and hands, is seen walking out of the jail and getting into the back seat of Vicky's sheriff's cruiser. They pull out seconds later. 20 minutes later, Vicky's sheriff's cruiser is spotted driving through Florence near the intersection of Cox Creek Parkway and Huntsville Road, about four miles or a 10 minute drive from the jail. April 29th, sometime after 9.50 in the morning, Vicky ditches the sheriff's cruiser at the Florence Shopping Center where the Ford Edge was parked and is believed to have fled in the conspicuous vehicle. Later that day, about 3.30 p.m., investigators realize that Vicky is missing after they confirm she never returned to the jail and repeated calls to her phone go straight to voicemail. May 1st, 2022, the U.S. Marshal Service offers a 10,000 reward for information leading to Casey's capture. On May 2nd, 2022, a warrant is issued for Vicky's arrest for permitting or facilitating an escape in the first degree. Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton says, we know she participated whether she did that willingly or if she was coerced, threatened somehow to participate in the case. Not really sure. We know for sure she did participate. May 4th, 2022, the U.S. Marshal Service offers an additional $5,000 reward for Vicky's capture, bringing the total reward money to $15,000. You know, and let's talk about this special relationship that they had because we started finding out more that they did have a special relationship. Vicki White, she's the assistant director of corrections for Lauderdale County, right? And here she is getting cozy with inmate Casey Cole White during her shifts at this rural jail and at some point did develop the so-called special relationship as Lauderdale County Sheriff's Office would refer to it as. Investigators received information from inmates at the Lauderdale County Detention Center that there was a special relationship between Director White and inmate Casey White. Vicki White used to be married. She is divorced. They did not have any kids together. They were living together until he died of Parkinson. And so her former mother-in-law says she believed Vicki White was brainwashed by the murder suspect. She says, Francis White, she says, maybe he's got her brainwashed. You know, and she was described by her former mother-in-law, Frances, as someone who is frugal. She said that she had saved substantial amount of money. You know, and according to Frances, she had said that she'd like to live in Florida. That's the only thing I can think of 
in reference to where she might she be. Her son Thomas White, again, ex-husband of Vicky White, died in January from complications related to Parkinson's disease. And Francis, his mom, says, I'm just proud he wasn't still alive because he still thought she was a good person. I can't imagine her running off with that guy, but you never know. He walked into a woman's house and stabbed her. You know, Francis says, everybody's trying to figure out what made her do it. Somebody said, maybe she was just having a bad day. I said, well, that's not an excuse. No, that's not, I doubt that's the reason. She said her two surviving sons are in just as much shock as she is. She says, they can't believe it either. My oldest son, no way could he picture her leaving with him. It looks like she helped him escape. And video was released that would show where Vicky White and inmate Casey White were cruising through town after they had escaped. They were spotted on surveillance footage cruising around town in her police vehicle. This clip that you can see released by the Lauderdale County Sheriff's Office shows that the former Assistant Director of Corrections, Vicki White, and murder suspect Casey Cole White driving through Florence shortly after they left the detention center around 9.49 a.m. Now, the Marshal Service, they took over and they released several photos of Casey's tattoos, some of which show his association with the Alabama-based white supremacist prison gang, Southern Brotherhood. Marshall Service also released a mocked up photo of Vicky with brown hair as she may have dyed it from her natural blonde color since fleeing with Casey. One of Casey's victims, he referred to him as hunter-like and on the same level as Charles Manson and Ted Bundy. Now that's pretty deep, I will say. That's a deep comparison. So Charles Abernathy, Alabama man who was nearly murdered by Casey Cole when he stormed in with two guns in his hands. He shared his thoughts on this guy. He says he will literally do anything and everything, including killing, including kidnapping, including killing animals and putting children in danger to get what he wants. He says, and of all the people to escape, this dude is probably the worst level that you could possibly let escape. You've got like Manson and you've got friggin' like Bundy and all these crazy people. He is on that level for me. You see, Charles Abernathy, he testified against White during his 2019 trial on attempted murder and kidnapping charges that was stemming from the 2015 crime spree. You see, Charles Abernathy, he was watching a horror movie with his boyfriend at their home in Athens on the evening of December 2nd, 2015, when Casey, toting a gun in each hand, suddenly burst through the door with a plan to kill his ex-girlfriend, who'd been living at the home. As the woman's children slept in the basement, Casey chased after her and held her, Abernathy and his boyfriend at gunpoint. He says, get down, get down, get down, Casey demanded as he pointed his firearms in their direction. With his face down on his bed, Abernathy began to pray for his life. I just knew it was over, he said. Suddenly, Abernathy's dog, Missy Britches, a bloodhound and German Shepherd mix, burst into the room and bit Casey, 
startling him enough that the trio was able to escape. Casey's ex bolted out the back door and Abernathy and his boyfriend fled through a bathroom window. He says if it wasn't for Missy Bridges, if it wouldn't have been for her, I am 99.999% sure we would have died that night. Actually, no. I'm 100% sure we would probably died that night. Now the trio did escape and tragically the dog did not. She was shot multiple times by Casey and bled to death before help could arrive. He says she was super loyal. She would never bite a soul. Now on May 6th, they find the getaway car. The conspicuous copper getaway car that was used by the escaped convict Casey White and the former jail boss Vicky White was ditched on a rural Tennessee road in the middle of nowhere just hours after their alleged escape and this was according to officials. Now this 2007 Ford Edge, which Vicky bought sometime before she and Casey allegedly fled the Lauderdale County Jail, this was found locked and abandoned about four hours later near the corner of Smithson Road and Banner Adams Road in College Grove. This is about a two hour drive north of the jail. Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton said, obviously they were taking the back roads and he called Vicky and Casey's relationship a jailhouse romance. And so when they found it, cops did confirm that this was the one that White, that Vicky White had purchased. You know, and according to Sheriff, he says, because it was abandoned so quickly, they probably had mechanical problems with it. It was abandoned pretty much in the middle of nowhere on the side of a country road where it would obviously draw attention and be found. Now, their last known whereabouts was the Florence Square Shopping Center in Alabama where Vicky ditched her sheriff's cruiser for the Ford Edge after stashing it in the parking lot in the days leading up to the alleged escape. The Williamson County Sheriff's Office they had received a call about the abandoned vehicle and they sent Haithcock towing to pick it up and impound it about 45 minutes later. And that's the thing is that they towed this vehicle at the time that the car was discovered. You know, investigators hadn't yet concluded that Vicky and Casey were missing and were not aware of the vehicle at the time. And this vehicle, it had been purchased under an alias. So they didn't find anything under Vicky White. Now, nearly... A week after the two went missing, the tow company then realized that the car they picked up matched the pair's getaway vehicle and alerted the sheriff's office, which reported the finding to the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force. You know, and since this whole time they were looking for this vehicle, little did they know that this vehicle had already been towed. And you guys are all looking for this vehicle. That gives them even more time to get moving. You're looking for this one vehicle that was already abandoned and towed basically and you're searching like over a week for this vehicle that they weren't even in. And so images of the car showed that it had been spray painted with a heather green camouflage like type color and this is an apparent attempt to hide the vehicle's conspicuous shade. 
but only a few sections of the car had been covered with this green spray paint. You know, and for a little while, this was their primary lead was this vehicle. And then come to find out that it had actually been ditched on May 7th, new video comes out that shows former Alabama jail boss, Vicki White at a quality inn hours before she disappeared with the convicted killer, Casey White. This 14 second clip shows Vicki in a black sweatshirt pacing back and forth near the front desk. Vicki stayed at this hotel for two nights before this breakout. Sheriff Singleton says, we know she stayed there. It's right there next to the shopping center where she parked the getaway car and she had parked the patrol car that she used to drive Casey White away from the jail. And now May 9th, the big day. May 9th rolls around to find the escaped convict Casey Cole White and former jail boss Vicki White. And then they have reportedly discovered a vehicle in Indiana. This is the first time we're hearing that they may be in Indiana. They believe that the vehicle is connected to the pair's disappearance. And so the U.S. Marshal Service and authorities in Evansville, they were investigating whether the vehicle is the one that was reported stolen from the area in Tennessee where they ditched the 2007 Ford Edge. And Sheriff Rick Singleton, he believed because it was abandoned so quickly, they probably had mechanical problems with it. It was abandoned pretty much in the middle of nowhere on the side of a country road where it would obviously draw attention and be found. And so they were investigating whether this truck was it. May 9th is again, Vicki White, she was hit with new charges, accused of identity theft after helping the convict escape. And this was because she allegedly used an alias to purchase this Ford Edge. And so she had charges of second degree forgery and identity theft that were now added to the warrant for Vicki White's arrest. And this is because she used a fake name when she bought the, the copper 2007 Ford Edge that she and Casey escaped in. A few hours after being hit with more charges, this whole manhunt finally comes to an end.
and unfortunately, it's not the news we wanted. Not the news I wanted. You see, Vicky White is now dead. After shooting herself as cops closed in on her and the escaped inmate Casey White after a car chase, he was finally arrested. And so this Alabama murder suspect was finally captured after an 11 day manhunt while they were on the run. And the jail boss who helped him escape fatally shot herself after this 10-day manhunt that ended with a car chase in Indiana. Now remember, reports started showing that they look to be in Indiana. They find this truck and then more things started coming out. And so prison boss Vicki White, prison boss Vicki White, she shot herself. And so the pair, they were tracked down to a hotel on a citizen tip that law enforcement received late Sunday night on May 8th. And so they were watching this hotel. And so Evansville Sheriff Dave Wedding said the suspects fled in a in a black Cadillac when they were discovered and then and this resulted in a chase. Now during the high-speed pursuit, members of the US Marshals Service collided with the truck causing it to crash. And he said when this occurred, the female driver of the vehicle shot herself and the passenger was injured. He said her injuries are very serious. Later on at the hospital, Vicki White did not survive her injury. I'm going to tell you, I'm torn that she ended up dying. And I'm torn because she did wrong. She definitely did wrong. She deserved to serve some time. I personally don't think the rest of her life. She didn't show herself to be a killer. She didn't show herself to be a murderer. She shows herself to be someone who really lost her way, like a lot of us do sometimes. She lost her way. She wanted more than she should have got. She should never have helped him escape. She did not deserve to lose her life. Whether she took her own life or he took her life, I'm thinking she took her own life, but that part we may never know. Allegedly, he is cooperating with the police. When they searched the car, they found that they were stocked with cash, wigs, and a small arsenal and planned to have a shootout with police when they were finally captured following this 11-day manhunt. So they were finally nabbed hiding out in Evansville for about a week. This is a small town along the Ohio River about 300 miles north of Lauderdale County. I'm very familiar. I used to go down there many times. And you can see the photos of the dark 2006 Ford F-150 that was found abandoned in Evansville, Indiana. You can see these pictures that were taken at a car wash. It showed a man in a baseball cap and sunglasses that was believed to be Casey White. We do know that according to Casey's former lawyer, Dale Bryant, who represented him in 2015 in the in his crime spree, he says that, that inmate Casey White suffers from a mental illness. He's not too sure what it's called. He said, when he's on medication and in a supervised environment, he's a decent person. When he gets out of incarceration, he is unable to stay on his medication and he even self-medicates by smoking methamphetamine or taking other illegal substances. And so after this 11-day manhunt, it's finally come 
to an end. Now we know the complete story of Casey Cole White and his help to escape from now deceased Vicky White. This should have never happened. This guy was desperate. Now, I don't think he'll ever see the light of day. He'll be lucky if he ever has these handcuffs off of him. My friends, I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you have an amazing day. Peace.